This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. Click the Fight TV link on WrestlingMayhemShow.com to support this show and watch pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, and so much more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash WrestlingMayhemShow. Hey guys, this is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here. The show where we talk with professional wrestlers, people around professional wrestling, talking about the love of professional wrestling. Uh, and, uh, and myself, a video producer, of course, with uh, IndieWrestling.us, Sorgatron Media, working with the IWC and RWA locally and other promotions over the years. And documentaries, I guess I should mention that too. Uh, you can check out everything Indie Mayhem Show um on itunes stitcher speaker iHeartRadio. drop us a line let us know anybody you think should be on the show people coming up uh if you have questions for them look for the events on the wrestling mayhem show facebook page and the live streams and uh drop us a line of good, good times at wrestling mayhem show.com and 412-206-wms0 is the hotline i know it's going to be on the speed dial of my two guests tonight also thank you to our patreon uh providers uh supporters patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show if you want to support what we're doing over here so my guest tonight uh we booked about a month ago and there's been some interesting events since then mm. that i want to get into mm. i try i don't i i swear i don't exclusively try to book people from a certain promotion but they're the ones i interact with it happens but i'm trying to branch out and then all of a sudden locked and loaded are on the docket and they show up at an iwc show and walk away with that goal Absolutely. Locked Absolutely. and loaded with us, Duke Davis and Gannon Jones Jr. Finally on the show. Thank you for joining us. We lit. <laughs> hey, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. And by the way, we talked about this on Mayhem Show. We talked about this on Mayhem Show Gold. Um, you know, if you guys check that out. Uh, and uh, and these are the best dressed guests I think we've ever had. I can't think of anybody since maybe Vicky Gambino back in the day as well dressed as, but that's a different. That's that's a different. It's different. That's definitely different. Um, but I'll, t- I'll take that that yeah. that title of best dressed. That's another title yeah. that we just took. We just took them just like that. Showed up, took it, debuted, and took titles. Hmm. That's funny. Sounds very familiar. Very familiar. <laughs> and look, and hopefully, whoever's on your show after this steps up their game, their wardrobe game, and decides to wear something more than a t-shirt. You know. I think Shirley Doe is next. Well, oh, he's definitely wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> definitely wearing a t-shirt. I've never seen him not wear a t-shirt. No, if you're watching this, of. I want a bow tie out of you. I could tell oh. you what Doe's going to wear. What's that? A black t-shirt. Maybe. Like a band t-shirt? Yeah, a band t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be black. Yeah. Uh, camos, shorts, mm-hmm. his black socks, and his uh, white and black Nikes. Boom. Boom. Yes. You take a note of that over there. We got we got we got to compare notes next week. Yeah, watch. Um, yeah, Don't worry, I'll, exactly. I'll be online to make sure he wears it. <laughs> Checking up on him, you know. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Well, hey, first to get to know you. A question for people who maybe haven't checked you out yet. Um, what is your earliest memory of pro wrestling? You got one. You got one. You go first. My earliest memory of pro wrestling um, is <sighs> earliest memory. Honestly, it is. Probably Hogan joining the NWO. Ooh. Yeah, that's probably the first thing that like that, that I keep going back to. I'm like, 
that was cool. That also like started my love with heels. Like I thought bad guys were the coolest thing ever. So when Hogan did that, I was a huge Hollywood Hogan fan. Mm-hmm. From that point on, I thought it was a cool thing. So you, at the time where you kind of knew the wrestling, did you know the kind of backstory of Hulk Hogan being a good guy for like, it feels like 20 years at that not, point? Not really, because what year did that happen? Was uh, that? 96, 96, I believe. Yeah, so I was seven years old at this point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't very old. Um, my aunt, uh, Aunt Eva, God rest her soul, she was a huge wrestling fan. Um, she liked Lex Luger, and she actually got me into wrestling. She probably just thought he was cute and was muscular. Hey, Flexi Lexi, right? Uh, right. Um, so she actually got me into wrestling, and I knew of Hogan because of her. Um, and I knew he's like this big good guy, and mm-hmm. he's a hero. And that kind of annoyed me. So as soon as that happened, I was like, "That is the coolest thing ever!" <laughs> like I love him now. So because up until that point, I, I like Ric Flair, mm-hmm. I like the bad guys, I, I, for sure. So that was probably my earliest memory. So I'm gonna piggyback off that. Okay, the bad guy. Okay. Oh. My earliest memory was not even Razor Ramon wrestling. It was his vignettes. Mm. I thought it was so cool. I was like, I don't know this, who this person is, but he's the coolest guy on television right now. And you probably weren't like familiar with you know you know the uh, the Pacino stuff that he was kind of taken off from there too. Right? Not it that was age. just like this is original, right? Yeah, I had no idea. Not same, that age. same boat here. Same boat here. Yeah, I had so, no oh, idea. Cool Cuban guy. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Who I was like, hey, dude, wh- whoever this guy is, he's cool. I like him, and of course, you know, you don't know if he's gonna be a, you know, he came as the bad guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just like a cool, authentic thing that came across to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw, then another great memory was when he, uh, him and Shawn Michaels wrestled ten, I mean, uh, WrestleMania ten. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite matches ever. Interesting enough, I actually liked Scott Hall more than Razor Ramon. Really? Yeah, and hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm a, on a very small island by myself with that one. But you know, know, he why. was Scott. He, when he was Scott Hall, he was ra- he was really just being raised. Yeah, I know. But for some reason, him in WCW with the blood dripping trunks and vest. I don't know. I like that. The I look, think, the look of it. The wasn't, look. It wasn't cartoony no more. Yeah, well. like I thought he was like more serious. I don't know. Was it the presentation maybe as the outsider, but you know, the, you know, the, the invader kind of guy, like, and he was like a dude that, that was just his name. Maybe that, that may be it. And I was a big outsiders fan. Um, I was a big tag wrestling fan in general. So them as a, as big guys, I thought that was really cool. So maybe that had something to do with it. Them invading and going to get titles. Huh? Huh. And being Mm. big guys, big guys. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. We got that. We'll get to that other part later, but so how, so from there, um, you guys obviously big wrestling fans from there. Like, what kind of turns the corner to this is something I want to get in the ring and do? Mm. For for me, it was um, so it was it's crazy. I actually uh, when I was eighteen um, went to to try out for for wrestling. What was it called at that time? Um, Coalition of Competition. It was, um, I think it was like an IWC, like it was early IWC. School, yeah, I think, yeah. Right? And yeah. I remember, and Doe was the trainer. It's funny mm-hmm. he's on next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll I, have him. We'll ask him about you. Yeah, and I literally, <laughs> I, I started. I did probably trained for like four or five months, mm-hmm. and school started back up, and it was um the training was only Thursday nights, and I had a Thursday night class. It was super important. I couldn't switch it around, so that whole semester I just 
quit going to training. I couldn't make it. And mm-hmm. then after that, I was just like, all right, I'm just not going to wrestle. This It just isn't meant to be. And then fast forward, I think I was 24, three or four. And I was like, like at this point, I'm, like, I'm not doing anything anymore. I'm out. I'm done with school. I'm just like, I'm like bored. I'm like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe I can be a wrestler. Let me find out where I can give this another shot. And I think just being a fan, just kind of like most people who get into wrestling, they're a fan of it first and then they want to do it and then go for it. So kind of my try to second try kind of worked out for me a little bit better. Well, the, what led to it was uh, a couple of things, but what led to me just one, I I had a itch for, I played football in high, uh, high school and college. And I just wanted to hit something very bad and, like, not play football. Though. <laughs> I didn't want to play football anymore. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to do something with my hands. I didn't want to box. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what can I do? And uh, it just so happened that I met uh, Jack Pollock. And he introduced me to um, Brandon Kay. And that's how I got into training. I just wanted, and it was just a couple of meetings, and that's how it happened. Did that transfer from from football to that? Like, you know, you're used to getting hit. You know, was does that make it a little easier to kind of transition into what what goes into wrestling? Yeah, it takes away the fear. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you're not afraid of pain at that point. No, because you felt you've been hit before. Mm-hmm. It also takes away that fear of performing in front of people mm. because football from little league all the way up, that's all you do is perform in front of people. And uh, getting, like I said, getting hit and getting back up is kind of the, the name of the game in football. Mm. You know, you're going to get hit and you're going to get back up. That's how you play football. And with wrestling, it's the same. The, the intensity is the same thing. You're going to get hit and you're going to get back up. You got to keep going. So like that took for me that helped. It was a it was a good thing to fall back on, and then like the the tag team thing, like the team camaraderie thing, like it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And I think if I'm not mistaken, both of you were started out as singles wrestlers, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. So and again, I know I've I've been aware of you for a while between VOW PWX over the years, um, and I know you you kind of stuck out because you had this like kind of football player kind of thing. I know Chachi got to see you for the first time at a show at the beginning of the year and saw you read your play off yeah. your arm and he just like loved it ever since. He was he was down with that. Can you talk a little bit about what, you know, getting Jones Jr. has been up to this point and, and kind of how that's developed? Yeah, um, it, it's crazy because when I, when I first started, um, everywhere I go, everywhere I went, they wanted to use me as the big monster heel because mm-hmm. I'm six five and I'm bigger than most people. Just, on yeah. The there's not a lot of, yeah. Guys and it makes movies. sense. And I explained this to Duke over lunch one day and he was like, wow, that this is knowledge. Cause I remember I, I said this to him and I'm this picturing guys at a cafe, you know, <laughs> we're not going to, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, but it was lunch. But I, I remember I said to him, I said, um, I never wanted to be billed that way. I never wanted to go in and wrestle as strictly a big guy and limit myself because in high school I was, you know, I was same height, six, four, six, five. Mm-hmm. And I played center in high school. Uh, 
going to college, if you're 6'4", six, 6'5", six, you're not a center anymore. Mm-hmm. You're now a point guard. But in high school, I was never allowed to dribble. I was never allowed to shoot. I was doing center things. So as soon as I graduated high school, I could not play basketball anymore because my skill set was all jacked up. So as soon as I got in wrestling, I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not typecasting myself as the the proverbial big guy, great collie type of feel. Um, and I kept saying to myself, I'm the same height as um, Randy Orton. I'm the same height as like a, like a gender Mahal. Like they're, you know, six, four, six, five, they're mm-hmm. triple H, you know, mm-hmm. but when you think of them, you don't think of them as, you know, the big guy on the show. So that's how I kind of wanted to position myself. I just wanted to be a performer an athlete, you know, a champion and not this big guy. So it, it was like, you were kind of thinking to the future. Yes. Right. Because if you're, you're playing a monster and then you get in there with these guys, you're just like, well, I'm just another guy. I'm what do I do? Right. Yes. So, I was kind of trying to future proof myself. So, and I'd go out there, they're like, you know, just, you know, choke slam and, you know, we'd mm. get some big clotheslines. Like, yeah, yeah, cool, sure. I'm doing moonsaults off the top rope to the outside of the ring. Mm. I'm doing standing shooting star presses because I'm like, I'm able to do this. This is how I envision myself as a performer. So, this is, this is how Gannon is going to wrestle. I'm not going to wrestle like that. And I think after a while, they kind of were just like, all right, this is. And it feels like, at least maybe locally, I'm noticing this because I know, you know, I, I've talked about the kind of size of wrestlers on the Indies, and I'm a 6'4 guy myself. So, you know, you walk up the Ray Row and you're just like, oh, I'm short of that guy. And you saw him as the monster, mm-hmm. like back in the day, you know, against, you know, the Jimmy DeMarcos and things like that. You know, I remember walking backstage at IWC recently and I looked around just like, wow, I'm not the biggest guy here. You know, you guys are standing there, you know, and, and uh, a couple other guys have been there. Uh, for a bit and, and like these you know and nothing against the smaller guys or you know and everything you know uh, of the entire roster but it's just like oh these are like you know a wrestler size mm-hmm. guys, yeah, yeah, yeah you know um and, and it just kind of makes it kind of makes sense at that point it's cool to see that's kind of grown and, and you guys being a part of it yeah so um what about you you duke uh as far as like because i know you as the guy that comes out and and yells at me uh exclusively <laughs> so, you mean as far as like uh your development as my development mm-hmm. well i guess you can look at it like this uh i did the opposite of of getting i don't know if you could tell we're, we're pretty much opposites <laughs> but uh i did the opposite when i came in i was kind of just like uh i was that that guy that big man that choke slam artist that uh two, two, three, maybe four moves of doom guy. And that's, that was my beginning. And then, uh, like, right, actually, it was right when I spoke to him, he told me about, he had a, he gave me, he gave me his epiphany and it became mine. He said, you know, we've been, you know, you can tight cash yourself and be that six, five monster. And then you get, say you get a shot. What are you gonna do? You're gonna be that six five monster amongst other six five plus monsters, the two hundred fifty pound monsters. Who are you gonna be? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, "Man, you're right." And he said, "The thing about basketball, we I played basketball too in high school. It was like we were sinners our whole lives because we were always taller than people, mm-hmm. always taller than people. And then all of a sudden, like you go to college, six five, six four, those guys are the guards now with the that can shoot." And I was like, he was like, you know, we can do we can do this and keep ourselves here, or we can do something different. 
And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something different. And uh, basically, I started looking at different uh, different wrestlers because I wanted to be a little bit different. Like, I didn't want to be just the guy that comes down to stare at people and just, you know, grits his teeth. So I wanted to be something different. And, uh, like, it's funny, but <laughs> he helped me with, you know what I mean, Gannon helped me with that. You know, other people as, as well. But when he said that, it, like, sparked something in my mind. Like, oh, shoot, let me look at some other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I started looking at Scott Hall at WCW compared to when he was, like, at WWE. He was doing a lot of bigger, big man stuff at WWE. But when he went to WCW, he was actually doing a lot more working. Mm-hmm. You know, he had matches with Chris Benoit, like smaller guys. You know, not Chris Benoit, but Chris um, Chris Jericho. Okay. He matched with Chris Jericho, and that's a smaller guy compared to Scott Hall's, like almost six eight. Mm-hmm. You know, people forget about the guys like legit tall. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. So and he's not six five. You know what I mean? So I couldn't. I started to look at stuff he did when he went there because he started working more, more to the guys he was working with. And bringing their talents together, so I was like, "How would I react in a fight uh, against a guy that's smaller than me?" Mm-hmm. And so I started studying that and helping get the metahuman where he needs to be. Tell me about the the metahuman as as kind of a concept there too. Um, so I'm I'm like into I'm, I'm different. I, I'm I'm into comic books a little bit, mm-hmm. but not a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm into like superheroes and all that, a little bit not, but not like super corny stuff. I was really into. You're, you're not. You're not about to start uh, cosplaying like Oliva Bates out. There. Nah, I won't <laughs> do that. I know some some of my some of my guys do that. But yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just not into it. I'm, yeah. I'm more of a if it's a dope character like mm. the Dark Knight. You know, he really wasn't like a super villain. He wasn't a villain. He wasn't a hero. He just just did what he did you know what i mean he was like a dark character um so i like stuff like that and then i was like thinking because first i was dangerous duke davis but that came off to me as 80s and uh one of my good friends uh ty cross hit me up and he was like you ever think about the metahuman and uh it's like do some research on metahumans so i started watching like watching uh luke cage and stuff like that because Luke Cage is like a metahuman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just took it and ran with it. And uh, that became me. Like, it, it, it makes sense. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm not. Because I'm not. Because like, when you met me, I was I was tall than everyone else. Looked different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, the, I'm still a wrestler like everyone else. Like a metahuman is still a human being. He still can die. <laughs> you know what I mean, but something about him makes him different, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It just kind of throws that question mark out there. Yeah, that's great. Um, so tell me about you know you said you kind of you got together you, you kind of laid out this tag team idea. You know what what brought you together as a team? I I think it kind of started with I mean we both really like tag wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel like it's. It's something that doesn't get as much attention anymore um, as much. Um, but guys like, you know, the Young Bucks, you know, are kind of helping revitalize, you know, what tag team wrestling is, which is awesome. Um, so we're, we're just kind of hoping to ride that wave and, and do it. Um, there's a lot of singles competitors out there um, that stand out, but there aren't too many 
big tag teams out there that stand out. Um, there's there's a good handful, but um, not as many as there, there could be. So uh, I feel like instead of focusing on being a, a singles act, which there's you know hundreds, thousands of you know, across many countries, you know, come together and try and be a super dominant, um, exciting tag team. A real tag team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just two, not just two single guys put together. Right. So that's kind of like what when we first got together, it was kind of like our biggest thing. We got to make sure that everything we do is as a team. Mm-hmm. From interviews to shows to anything, pictures, we wear, you know, we 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 are locked and loaded, period, where we're at. And uh, that was like one of our ground bases when we first started talking about it. It was like a year ago. And uh, it was kind of like an idea. We're just kicking around, you know, just kicking around back and forth. And it just, we just kind of made it happen. Mm-hmm. We were like, all right, we're going to do this. We, I mean, one time hit me up. He was like, if we don't do this, someone else is going to do it. So we need to, someone else is going to become 6'5 with dreadlocks and <laughs> going to take our idea. And we're not going to be able to do it anymore. Uh, you never know. The, the, the young bucks will have a growth spurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, and, and that was great because when I was, you know, uh, you know, interacting with you guys on Twitter, you know, especially you know, after seeing you guys on the shows and everything, and 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 seeing you guys develop, and and then I'm starting to notice like, oh wait, there's a locked and loaded Twitter that's interacting with me now. You know, today I I came across your website, you know, and we we kind of joked that your social media strategy sessions on the whiteboard at the end of uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show 585. Um, you know, talk about that. Like, you know, so you guys, you know, obviously wrestling, you're branding yourself. So you kind of turn that into where, you know, the, the, the team is the brand now, right? Right. Yeah. Like not too many people come to IWC and already have a promo or an intro video. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. We, uh, we, yeah, I mean, kind of like he was saying, we, that the whole team aspect, we want everything to, to look good and and be very team oriented um mm-hmm. it's even gone to the point where we, we've turned down bookings uh at places because they were trying to bring us in singles um so like we're that you know focused and dedicated on do or on doing the tag thing um and as far as social media goes it's a great tool it's something that a lot of wrestlers before us didn't have mm-hmm. and they kind of had to do it on their own and you know just trying to make a name for themselves but we have all these things at our you know disposal so you know why not use it why not kind of have our fingers you know all over the place and using as many of these platforms as possible yeah and that video was a big thing because we 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 always look to do something that's that no one else is doing in the area. Uh, we actually had the uh, uh, camera guy. It's funny, but we knew him separately. Mm-hmm. That's a different story for a different day. <laughs> uh, his name is Jamie Chalmers, and uh, we had him just basically just follow us and uh, basically film us backstage and a little bit uh, on the when we was uh, you know in the basically uh, coming out just to get a feel of who we are. Uh, we didn't think that it was going to you know get that big of a reception like that that's uh, all i heard was oh my god that video is so cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah we didn't think it was going to happen like that we kind of was like here uh you know plumber like what can you do with it he, he did the rest of it but we didn't see that happening so it was kind of like well i'm glad we had something mm-hmm. you know instead of nothing and then we always thinking about that like we I'm glad i brought like these wristbands up bringing wristbands why because then you give it to people they can remember you 
at least they have something they could put on. Something clicks in their head to, yeah. to for the next time they come across you or the name pops up on, on an indie board or something, right? Yeah. So, um, and, and that was great. That was great. You know, myself, I was, I was ringside for that show uh, on camera, and and when you guys came out and hearing, like, I'm catching more of what fans are saying, especially as new people are debuting. I'm hearing, oh yeah, those are the guys from T- PWX. Oh, those are Pittsburgh guys. They're great. You know, things like that. Yeah. You know, so and the seed of that reaction uh, firsthand was was pretty great. What um you, know, you talked about kind of changing the the the, the status of like uh, tag team wrestling at this point. Um, as far as where you're going, whether in the area or, or wherever you're traveling, kind of how do you see that the tag team divisions kind of being represented at this point? No, I think it, it varies, um, you know, place to place of like some promotions and some regions, if you want to even call them regions anymore, um, put more emphasis on tag team wrestling. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I don't feel like it's utilized enough. i you know, um, like you were saying, you, you thought we had a pretty good, you know, reaction when we came out. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you put that much focus on teams more, you, know, you could have those type of moments, and those type of reactions um, a lot more often. And uh, so I mean, this, the status of, of tag team wrestling, um, I don't know, I think it could be better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, it's a trickle down effect. Uh, I think a lot of people, they base a lot of their own shows off of what they see on television. Mm-hmm. Instead of, it used to be the indies sparked what the, what the bigger brands did. You know what I mean? Or the territory sparked what the bigger companies did. Now it's kind of like they see what's on television. They're like, oh, I'm going to use that. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Not just saying like WWE, like they see Lucha Underground. They're oh, I'm going to take that and do that. Instead of the other way around. Like, you know, not to sound crazy, but uh, I always look at, like, what we're trying to do is kind of, like, come into a situation where we're trying to uh, make it so that you can put us wherever you want. On television, you could put us in someone's backyard. You could put us in a big arena. We're still going to be as entertaining as you would anywhere else. Like, not because we're on television, we're entertaining. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to be entertaining wherever we're at. So that's kind of like a that's that's kind of what I'm seeing like tag wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like some guys do flippy stuff, and that's cool. But it's like if they weren't doing it up there, do we be doing it out here? Like you know what I mean? Like sometimes, you, like I saw a guy jump off the top of a building almost like to to hit someone that's on like a table and he missed. Oh, that classic that video that's been going around. Yeah. And I just kept thinking about it. I was like, if he never saw Shane McMahon or Mick Foley do that, do you mm-hmm. think he would try that? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So like tag wrestling, like where we came from was not a big thing. But now we're in a situation where tag wrestling is like pretty prominent. It's like they have tons of teams, you know, and we're just, you know, uh, there to soak that up mm-hmm. there's a lot to work with yeah and, and it, like you said different yeah. areas different people see different tag wrestling like canada is another big place that we want to go to for tag mm-hmm. wrestling so even in texas like you know down at uh for booker t's organization like they do big tag wrestling things down there so it's like different places look focus at it different. On focus yeah. on more i think there's noise of maybe wwe might be doing a tag tournament in the in the Near future, I mean, it could be a year from now. Yeah. But uh, but you could you know we're seeing that with women's wrestling, so like cruiserweights, you know what could kind of come out from there. Yeah, that'd, so. that'd be cool too. 
Yeah. So where where um you mentioned Young Bucks and things, who do you guys look to in because I don't think we talked about it, who do you look to in tag teams for kind of inspiration? It's funny you should say that. Um sometimes um mo- I'd say I should say most times we'll actually talk at the beginning of the week mm-hmm. and kind of map out um either uh a time period of tag wrestling that we want to watch or a specific team that we want to watch um and just kind of go off of that like we'll go through a phase we'll just watch um ecw tag team wrestling mm-hmm. and nothing else and just watch that um a lot of tables yeah a lot of tables, <laughs> a lot of tables. A lot of tables a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> a lot of lot less tags if i recall yeah they ain't really tagging it out <laughs> yeah but um, so then we'll just, just to get a different feel to see what people are doing. Obviously, you don't, you're not going to get the answer, you know, mm-hmm. from any one match. Um, but I, I, I don't know if we, if we draw from everywhere, man. Yeah. Like, we, it'll be a week where he'll be like, "Hey, let's just watch DX. Let's watch uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. Watch the New Age Outlaws, and we'll just watch that." Or I'll be like. Hey, I just saw this Billy and Chuck match, man. You gotta check these guys out. They're crazy, but they're like they're doing cool stuff in the ring. Mm. Or we'll they were like, they were a good team. Yeah, like like yeah. you know for all the the you know stuff around it, like they were a great team. It was a great story too. They had a good little run, man. Yeah, yeah. Billy Gunn is one of the best tag team right. partners. Yeah, I think he's awesome. That anyone could have. He's he knows how to. Yeah. He knows how to find his way in a tag. He's kind of like like Cesaro is like it seems like he can create a great tag team with anybody, anyone, anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing that we do that I don't feel a lot of people do, and I think this is just from our our sport days, is we'll actually watch film on people we're going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like we know we're going to wrestle someone, we'll send each other links to matches that they had, so that we're we're watching it like. Um, and then when we go to, to discuss the match with them, they're like, oh, I, I do this one thing. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, you do this, this. And they're like, yeah, that's it. Because we know. We, we, mm-hmm. we studied their film. We know what to do. Um, it just it it helps out know, knowing your opponent, studying what, what they do. And, and that's probably not terribly common because, you know, you end up working with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's going to take the time with that, right? Right. So definitely helps. Yeah. Film. film study. Film study. Film study. You got to study the game tape. Absolutely. That's great. Awesome. Um, who are you watching these days? Who's got your attention? Any programming, any promotions, any individuals, any teams? Like you mentioned the Young Bucks, of course. But you know, outside of that, like what's kind of uh, got your attention? I'll let you talk. Because, uh, well, I'll just say my piece first. I actually, <laughs> you're probably going to kill me. I do not watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I have not for probably like, Two and a half years. You're talking about like the main WWE stuff, or no? You you don't you don't entertaining wise watch wrestling unless you're studying. Unless I'm studying, Mm -hmm. like I'll I'll literally be at an event and one of my best friends be out there wrestling. Mm -hmm. He'll come back. Oh, did you see that? Like, no, I wasn't. I don't watch wrestling, and I and I won't watch it. It's it's that bad, Um, and it sucks. And I wish I was a fan again. but literally, probably like, the, yeah, like two and a half, like two two and a half years ago, I just like quit watching it. Like I was like, ah, you know, it got to the point where I was like, oh, I'll miss a Monday Night Raw. It doesn't matter. It's mm. it's fine. And then I'd miss like three or four in a row, and I was just kind of mm. like, well, I really don't care too mm. much. So um, now people they'll mention the like um, they'll mention wrestlers, and I'll have no idea who they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the whole uh, Roman Reigns and Cena thing, I saw the clip on Facebook mm -hmm. and I saw people sharing it. So I just watched it. Otherwise, I had no idea that they were even talking. I didn't know they were facing each other, anything like that. Um, and I don't know what did it. I don't know if, if being a wrestler <laughs> did it. Um, that may be it because I was actually watching um, an interview with uh, Russell Westbrook, basketball player. And they're asking him about um, different, you know, games and stuff like that. And he said, I don't watch basketball. And you're like, you're the MVP of the league. Would you watch basketball? I don't watch basketball. And that's so, interesting because I hear that, you know, from time to time from people. And, and, and is it, you know, and I, I think a fan's perception is like, oh, he's too jaded by the industry. Or, and, and, and it doesn't sound like that's the case with you I wish for I sure. But it's just, is it is it, I'm so invested in this side of it the other side of watching isn't fun anymore that that may be it um because i absolutely love doing it mm -hmm. like i cannot imagine not like i can't imagine just saying all right well i'm done wrestling mm -hmm. i feel like i'd lose my mind mm -hmm. so i love doing it i love performing but i but as far as watching something i'd rather binge watch stranger things mm -hmm. than to watch an episode of london Raw. it's it's really weird and like I said, I wish I was a big fan again because I was the biggest fan. Like I went to uh, three manias in a row, um, went and saw both Rock Cena's, um, Miami, and, and then in uh, MetLife. Like it was ridiculous. I travel all over the place to go watch wrestling, and it just kind of just hit a brick wall. <laughs> I haven't recovered since. So maybe Duke can talk about some of the people he watches. Cause Duke, I'm... do you still love wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to be. Dan doesn't love wrestling. <laughs> That's gonna be the headline. Dan hates wrestling. Well, <laughs> what's he doing? You know what's crazy is like I totally understand where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, I hit that like probably like seven years ago. I stopped just stopped watching wrestling. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. um, but I picked it back up. Uh, but I don't watch it like I don't watch SmackDown all the way through. I watch certain things that I care about, like. A certain promo, I want to see a guy, I want to see his promo. Mm -hmm. Like the Cena promo, I wanted to see that promo. So I'll watch different stuff. Like what's really got my, what, honestly, what really got me excited to do tag wrestling again? Like with tag, not again, but tag wrestling with Gannon was I watched, um, I was watching NXT a lot and I was watching the revival and I watched how they wrestled and I was like, you know what? We can do that. You know, like they reminded me of like Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson. Mm -hmm. and, and, was, and, and guys that are half your size too. Yeah. yeah. But they were telling a story but not working like doing big spots. They were working smart. They were working a body part. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, man, like this is awesome. You know, this is this is tag wrestling right here. Not like a whole bunch of spots hitting and then go back, mm -hmm. fight forever. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, this is nice. They're telling a story, and they're smart, and they're like, you know, they're good wrestlers. And I was thinking, like, man, I think, I think I want to do that. And uh, that those two guys who I was watching a lot, the revival, uh, I was watching a lot of NXT, and then I uh, I stopped. And now I'm watching old ECW. I binge watch ECW. <laughs> like I watch ECW way too much. Did you watch it when it was when it was on originally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of like uh, another thing is like 
Uh, I used to watch it like when I wasn't supposed to watch it because mm-hmm. uh, she, my mother caught me watching before and she was like, and they end up there. She caught it at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you ever watched the beginning of the show, but they have people darn near naked and mm-hmm. then they have someone going through a table and then a guy, then a guy falling off a, falling off the, it looks like he fallen, new Jack jumping off mm-hmm. of uh, the bingo hall. So it was like my mother was like, "You're not watching that," <laughs> but then again, my TV's in my room, so I could yeah, yeah. let you go out. Yeah, and it's like it's like one on. in the morning, so or <laughs> whenever it was on, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's when I started. That was my my initial uh, love of this crazy stuff of wrestling was ECW, and I always watch it before matches. That's awesome. What is the best and the worst thing about wrestling for you guys so far in your career? Talking about experiences, or yeah, just... you guys in indie wrestling. What's the best and the worst of it so far? You can take that however you want with it. Um, for me, uh, the the worst part, and I guess it's not that bad, um, but it's uh, I think everyone kind of has a vision for themselves, and they they know where they want to be, and or you know how far they want to go doing this crazy sport. Um, so I guess the worst part I would say is the frustration of, um, of that, that thought in your head, like, am I just doing this just because, you know, I'm just doing it. And then, you know, five years, I'm still going to be doing exactly what I'm doing now. Or am I going to get fed up and quit? Or am I going to actually make it? I think like those thoughts to me, me personally is the, the not knowing. Yeah, like the unknown, mm-hmm. I would say, I guess, is the, the worst part. Um, but best part, I, I would say, is um, regardless of what, you know, company you're working for, you know, you're essentially living out your dream of being a professional wrestler, which is you know, the coolest thing in the world. You know, you, if someone would have told me when I was seven years old watching Hogan, you know, turn on, uh, you know, the good guys and join the NWO that, that I was going to be a professional wrestler one day. I'd be like, no way, no way. <laughs> um, so just to be able to do that and go out there and, and you know, get a reaction from people, whether it's positive or negative, booing you or cheering you, I think that is awesome. So that's, I wouldn't change that for anything. For sure. Yeah, I think it's like little, basically the same thing, man. The worst part is, I, I, I changed the word part a little bit for me is the it's a second guessing. Yeah, it could be second guessing anything uh that you do so much of up until when you go out. <laughs> it's like you second guess yourself so much that you drive yourself crazy. Uh and then the second guessing when you come back so much to the next it's like a it's like everything is right in the world. Once I'm outside that curtain, like mm-hmm. that's the best part. Once I walk out, once we walk out, it's like this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. The reaction, it could be booze, it could be cheers, it could be wins, losses, whatever. The best part is being right there, and and then everything else is kind of like secondary. Like you know what I mean. The worst part is the is the like oh man. How did that look? You know what I mean? That's like how how did that look? And so it's like I may ask someone like fifty five times how did that look? What did that look like? How did that mm. look? 
But I'm not asking because I'm crazy. I'm just asking because I don't know until I and when I see it, I'm still like, that look, how does that look? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a second guessing, but the best part is just being out there and being in entertainment, being active. It's the best part. I can't explain it to no one ever. Unless, awesome. you, unless you wanted to do this, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Guys, we've been talking about your social media. You guys are everywhere. You guys, can you list it off one more time? Do you remember all this from after the Mayhem show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twitter is at locked in, the letter N, loaded, underscore. Uh, at uh, On Instagram, it's at we are locked and loaded. It's the whole thing, like the whole word. We are locked and loaded. Um, Facebook. It's locked and loaded. Uh, you can uh, basically find us in any search bar. Uh, we have it's called a athletes page. You can find us there, uh, and you can check us out on our website at wearelockedandloaded.wordpress.com. There you go. Follow them, like them, share them. Tell tell you tell your best friend who likes tag team wrestling about them. Absolutely, all that stuff. Check them out in the International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, and where else? Um, you know, depending on when people find this. Generally, are where are you popping up in the next uh, next few months? What promotions? Um, yeah, as you yeah. said, yeah, IWC. Um, we will be, uh, as we said, September thirtieth. We'll be in a tag team tournament for Premier Championship Wrestling out in Cleveland. Um, we uh, wrestle for uh, Rise Wrestling, which is out in Connellsville, um, and we've been uh, in talks with a few uh, different promoters also in Ohio and in West Virginia area. So I would say over the next six months or so, um, we'll be seeing a lot of locked and loaded all over the place. Yeah. Still a BD- BDW or formally or? I've never wrestled for them. I did. You did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, we're in talks with them as well. Okay. Uh, the West Virginia we're in talks with them are coming in. So stay tuned. It's Black Diamond for anybody Black interested. Diamond. Yeah. Uh, and, and Rise and, and Connellsville, of course. Uh, or Lamont Furnace, Furnace, I guess, yeah, technically. Yeah, where, where the great uh, Stomp Out Cancer was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I think Duke. Just Duke was on that yeah. one. Yeah. So I remember that one well. <laughs> but, uh, anyways. I got to watch your back, Mike. I got to watch my back. I'm like, he walked out the curtain and stared at me, and I'm in the dark. I'm like, what's what? what is this? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a thing, apparently. Um, but uh, no, check them out. Thank you so much. Uh, a lot of fun matches. And like I say, especially in this past year, uh, seeing you guys a lot uh, in singles and tag teams now. And uh, look forward to see what you guys do uh, now with the International Wrestling Cartel, uh, uh, Premier Wrestling. Uh, both of those are, of course, uh, on IndieWrestling.us if you want to check out. And of course, the Stomp Out for Cancer. Uh, we're still selling that on DVD and digital download and proceeds from that. Uh, go to, of course, American uh, Cancer Society as well. Still trying to raise money for them from awesome. that show, and they did a great job with that. And I'm looking forward to see what they do in the future. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. Duke Davis again, Jones Jr. This is the Indie Mayhem Show, and until next time, please support Indie Wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.